the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Andrea K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm loving that uh, little R&B groove coming into tonight's show. Glad to have you guys here with me. I am Andrea K. If you're new to the show, dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week. And I like to do it with a little smooth groove. Hey, um, if you want to be a part of the show tonight, lots of ways you can do that. You can uh, post your comments on Facebook as we are streaming live on the TheAnswerSanDiego.com. You can give us a little buzz here. Call us in at 888-344-1170. Got lots of topics to get into tonight. And I'm always curious about uh, your opinions. Today, we are remembering Pearl Harbor. And I heard an interesting question today that how many kids in high school have any idea what what happened on December 7th, 1941, Pearl Harbor Day, and the day that will live in infamy? And somebody said they, they didn't even think that college kids knew what Pearl Harbor Day, what December 7th, 1941 meant. Uh, some people might think of it as just that dopey movie with John Belushi. Remember that d- dumb movie, 1941? We're not teaching history anymore uh, in this country, of course. Certainly not in a way that uh, that pays homage to uh, heroes in this country who fought and died for our freedoms. And many call World War II veterans still do the greatest generation. So I've actually got in our opening segment three myths about about uh, Pearl Harbor Day and World War II that you may not know. Because I thought, you know what, why do it Why, why do it the same as everybody's been talking about it all day long? Why not share with you guys uh, something new? Maybe teach you, since we're not teaching history anymore in the schools, why not give you guys a few little uh, myth-busting uh, items for you guys? We've got to talk about that. Uh, I shouldn't laugh, but we got potential war going on over on the border of Ukraine tonight with Russia. Got to give you a little breaking news on that. Larry Clayman will be here from Freedom Watch because there is a crime wave happening across the country. Even if the town that you're living in, your little hamlet, it, it feels safe tonight. Let me tell you, it's not safe around most of the country. And Larry Clayman is going to talk about that as well as we've got breaking news out of the courts revolving involving uh, the Biden shot mandates. Whew, we got so much to get into tonight. So before I go any further, I got to bring in my man. It's DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right and what is necessary. Oh, Andrea, what a long way we've come since the days of Reagan. Right. Uh, Yeah. Um, You know, tonight the reports are that Biden, quote, looked Putin in the eye on a two hour Zoom call. And then fell asleep. (laughs) Who's believing that? Who's by the way, who believes that Biden is capable of sitting on the phone for two hours? Who believes that he looked him in the eye? Who believes that he was even on a Zoom call and even knew where to look, by the way? And can you imagine being Putin? On a Zoom call with Biden trying to pretend that he's somehow going to intimidate you. This is, the, you know, 
unfortunately, there are Americans out there that will believe that. We all know that this admitted that Joe Biden is a dementia man. He is not capable of, of, of putting two sentences together. He's certainly not capable of intimidating any world leader, let alone Putin, particularly given the fact that, as we talked about last night, with everything that he's done uh, to favor Putin, which even involved the collapse of Afghanistan, the pl- playing chaos there. This is just absolutely laughable. So, Skins, let's talk about Pearl Harbor in 1941. But maybe we shouldn't move off from uh, from Biden so quickly because when he was vice president, I'm old enough to remember when the Democrats, when the Obama administration during, I believe it was government shutdowns, that they um, closed national parks and proceeded to punish World War II veterans where in which they were not allowed to go. They put barricades up around the World War II memorial to keep out the greatest generation from going and paying tribute to their fallen comrades and our heroes at the at the World War II memorial in D.C. That's how disgusting the Democrats are. Anything you want to chime in there? Yeah, it's perfectly you got said. Nothing to, add. nothing to add. You got nothing to add there. So yeah, on a day like today, on Pearl Harbor Day, when we look back on uh, the greatest generation in World War II. Which I agree it, with what you said earlier. There's a lot of the, the younger generation, because of how history, revisionist history is being taught in the schools, Andrea, they don't even know about it. No, they don't know that in World War II what we defeated was communism and Nazism, and we defeated genocide that happened with uh, millions of Jews uh, being destroyed. But let me get into some myth-busting, some, some, some facts, because okay. since we're not teaching, teaching uh, World War II anymore— um, one of the myths is, and, and I got this from Time Magazine, is that World War II began with Pearl Harbor. As a lot of people don't know, a lot of people think that because it was such a day in infamy, it was such a day of destruction in which uh, over 2,000 died there, many of which were Marines, by the way. Yeah, that's a common misconception. A common misconception that um, it was, was actually the start of World War II. Um, the reality is that the U.S. was the last based upon Pearl Harbor, uh, was the last to enter World yeah, War II. Yeah, we were late in the game. Yeah, we were absolutely late in the game. In fact, here's some little history. Asia and Europe were already at war. Uh, the Japanese had occupied Manchuria and northeastern China uh, since 1931 at that point. So that's 10 years. Uh, they launched a full-scale invasion of China. Uh, the Japanese had in 1937. The Germans invaded Poland in September of 1939, and uh, which, of course, precipitated the full-scale w- war in Europe. Um, the Soviet Union, their war didn't start until June 1941 when the Germans invaded Russia. That was Operation Barbarossa. Um, in, in Ethiopia, though, World War II started in 1935 when the Italians invaded the country. And what jumps out at me here that I want to want to make note of um, is that uh, we entered in um, after 1941. Think about that. The Germans invaded Poland in September 13, 1939. What jumps out to, to you about that? Two years. What had been going on for two years? The United States of America knew what was going on with the Jews. They knew that camps had been built. They knew that Jews had been rounded up and put on, on boxcars. They knew that Jews had been, been sent to concentration camps. They knew that Jews were being tortured in these camps, and they knew, knew that Jews were dying. And if you go to D.C. and you attend the, and you see the Holocaust Museum, it will hit you like being pimp-slapped across the face that Franklin Delano Roosevelt knew what had gone on with the Jews, and he was a Democrat. So, uh, so the fact that the United States rescued Jews in my mind, should not be 
a forever, make the Jews a forever Democrat voting block because for two years, Jews were slaughtered while a Democrat president sat back and did nothing. Looks like communism has been on the march in the United States longer than people think, Andrea. Right. Um, The other myth is that virtually everyone in America volunteered for military service in the days after Pearl Harbor. That's not true either. Um, There were a lot of volunteers, but the vast majority of U.S. forces in World War II, about two-thirds of the 16 million Americans, um, um, got into the military um, through the draft. FDR had begun uh, the draft in uh, 1940, a year before Pearl Harbor. Uh, So by the time Pearl Harbor was attacked, total number of men in uniform was over 2 million. Um, There had actually been um, uh, open field maneuvers in Louisiana, the Carolinas, and Arkansas practice runs for actual combat. So the country um, wasn't necessarily on a war footing, but they were getting there. So this was not about after Pearl Harbor, suddenly everybody volunteered. And the reason why this is critical, according to Time magazine, is that the myth of volunteerism plays into other myths that the country was hopelessly unready for war when the Japanese launched their surprise attack. And that's not true. The fleet was unprepared that day. But we had men in uniform. Uh, Rearmament was underway and factories were being converted to war production, which could be just to give FDR a little bit of an uh, of an excuse, maybe why they didn't do uh, more to get involved earlier to rescue the Jews and, and to end that. Um, but absolutely, in my opinion, there was no, no excuse. And we should have we gone in there, if not being a part of World War II, at least strategically. Um, the third is the myth of the uh, Yamamoto, Japanese Admiral Yamamoto's statement, who says, supposedly, that I fear all we have done is to awaken the sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve. And the truth is, is that uh, the Roosevelt administration, even as as weak as I think he was with rescuing the Jews, he had been playing hardball with the Japanese for years. He had been trying to get them to lay off its uh, war of conquest in China. There were embargoes on all sorts of strategic goods and raw materials. And they had actually placed a freeze on all Japanese assets in the U.S. and um, and it made it impossible for the Japanese to purchase oil. So if, and, and also remember, this article doesn't talk about them ran after Pearl Harbor, them, you know, uh, putting encampments uh, of, of Japanese Americans. So you think about how far we've gone to the left in this country when you think Think about what FDR did with the Japanese back in those days, how hard he was to where, you know, when, when Trump starts talking about some sanctions and some tariffs on China and, oh, you know, all the hysteria. And, and how did we ultimately end World War II? We dropped a couple big ones on Japan, Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki. And we, we were and, and that was Truman at that point. And we this is how far left we've gone in terms of our military and if if you know if we were attacked in, like in a Pearl Harbor today, you know we do nothing. Yeah, right? It's peace through strength, and Biden's got no strength. No, not not so ever. So when you think about FDR and everything he was doing with Japan, because they were because of what they were uh, they were doing, um, in, in their efforts against China and other areas in the region, I mean that was some strong stuff, right? Um, one of the ways we were able to do that, though, I think at that point, and I'm not an expert in terms of the industrial age and manufacturing, um, but we weren't dependent. We weren't a part of a global economy at that point, right? I mean, we had our own means of production here. So that's that's an, an important point. Um, and according to the Yamamoto quote, a lot of uh, here they're saying that it was uh, many people first heard it in the blockbuster film Tour, Tour, Tour in 1970. Um, it's more Hollywood than it is history. I thought that was interesting. Instead of just getting here saying, hey, 
we love you World War II vets. We have very few left. We should be treating them with so much respect and honor. All true. I thought I'd share a few myths. And days like this, Andrea, the sad thing is they go by without hardly a mention on your mainstream media channels. Oh, absolutely right. The left didn't care back in in, uh, uh, in 2013 that the Obama administration was keeping the uh, how did, how despicable was that? I mean, when you're going to when you're going to punish in order for power to try to make the Republicans look bad involving a government shutdown, you're going to punish World War Two vets. It's terrible. All right. We're going to take a break. You know what is also terrible, even worse than that? The crime wave across this country. Carjackings are so bad in D.C. right now that they're actually putting out articles to tell people ways in which they can avoid being carjacked. Brought to you by the Democrat Party. We're going to have uh, Larry Clayman with us next from Freedom Watch, and we're going to get his opinions on that. And a really important ruling out of a federal court today on the Biden shot mandates. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Yes, I do tell it like it is every night of the week here from 6 to 7 p.m. You know who else does? My buddy Larry Clayman from Freedom Watch. In fact, uh, he tells it so much like it is. I'm wondering if, with this crime wave across the country, if he's got... A whole lot of security following him around because I'm sure he needs it because he's a, he's amassed a lot of uh, enemies over the years with his famous lawsuits, uh, how he has gone after people in the course of preserving freedoms. And he joins me now. Hello, Larry. Welcome back, my hey, brother. Cole, sister. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm good. I've got uh, I've got so many uh, questions for you because there's so many different angles, you know. Uh, you've got so much ex- expertise on all the different topics of the day. Uh, let's start with the crime wave, and then I want to I, I want to talk to you about uh, the uh, federal judge today blocking the shot mandates, where it goes from there, and a couple of other things, and, and as well as the fact that there's a breaking news today out of the court packing commission that the Biden administration put together. That's interesting. But let's start with the crime wave because it's gotten, you know, here in California, we might be thinking that it's just us with this massive crime wave, the smash and grabs going on in L.A. and San Francisco. Um, There was even a, a news team up in Northern California that hired a security guard to go with them, and he was shot and killed. Um, but it's actually extended all across the country. In D.C., they, there's an article out today, uh, carjackings are so bad that they're actually putting news organizations are actually giving tips to people. Hey, if it's multiple lanes, drive in the middle lane. You don't want to be in an outside lane. It's This is this is insanity we're living in, isn't it, Larry Clayman? It's insanity, but it's also calculated. I mean, some of it is random crime by criminals. But I think there's a method to the madness. I think that a lot of it is politically based. It's very organized. For instance, in Beverly Hills, where there's been four major events just in the last week and a half, uh, where major stores have been robbed in public, in daylight, many of them, a woman killed in her home in the entertainment industry, shot dead, I think, frankly, Andrea, that Black Lives Matter is behind it and and other groups like this. They're trying to destabilize. It's another attempt to destabilize the economy by scaring people from going to shopping malls and going out in public for fear that they'll be stabbed in the back or shot. Uh, The police chief, there's a new police chief in Beverly Hills, actually talked to him this morning. He's a very bright guy. And he says that, you know, he keeps re-arresting people 
and the prosecutors and the judges let them go free. Same people over and over again, sometimes six times in the same day. So this is what you're dealing with. You've got a district attorney in Philadelphia, Larry Krasner, is an ultra leftist elected with the money of George Soros. who said, what crime? I don't know of any crime. I mean, this is theater of the absurd. And therefore, I, I think there, there is actually a, uh, a plan by the left, a large part, not all of it, to use this to destabilize the country further. I agree. I think it's part of the cultural Marxist movement. That's what the Black Lives Matter and Antifa thing was about all along. It was never about, uh, they didn't care about George Floyd. They don't give a crap about Jacob Blake. That What they care about is power, right? And that's what this is about. And it, 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 it is about destabilizing our economy. It's about sending a message that, and, that, and that's ultimately what the Kyle Rittenhouse case was about as well. It was about, you know, they, they wanted him to go to jail for the rest of his life, to send a message to the American people that that we are going to, we've got the right to burn down businesses, to steal, loot, do whatever we want to do, and you um, other colored Americans better stay inside of your home, and you don't. And if you've dared to venture out, you don't have the right to self defense. And well, so, you it, what, you me- yeah, you remember what happened in South Africa? You know, I went there three times as a young lawyer with a international trade law firm. I poured apartheid. Uh, when I left the law firm and started my own law firm, the South African government wanted to hire me dealing with steel. I refused. I wouldn't help them. But ultimately, the country was taken over by communists, the African National Congress. They never had crime before to any great extent. Africa is a total mess now. I mean, maybe if you go to a golf course in Sun City or whatever, you're okay. But there's a lot of similarities here in terms of what's going on. I mean, we've got communists in control. Mm-hmm. You've got radical blacks. You've got radical Muslims. You've got radical members of the Marxian Jewish left. You've got radical atheists, radical gays, lesbians, and transgenders, radicals of every sort. Most people in these groups are decent people, but the radicals have taken control of the country. And it's a five-part plan, Andrea, to destroy the country. First, take control of the American people with COVID-19. Institute a, total, a totalitarian regime to have control of our lives. Secondly, use the Justice Department as a Gestapo to quell dissent and make sure no one rises up. Third, dump trillions of dollars into the economy so nobody wants to work and increase inflation to the point where it's also destroying the economy in our way of life. Destroy Judeo-Christian ethics, teach homosexuality, transgenderism, transsexuality in schools, tell kids it's neat, and if you want to be a transgender, Obamacare will actually pay for your operation. I'm not kidding. I heard that on NPR. And finally, uh, destroy the military. And we see the mm-hmm. consequences now with regard to Ukraine, China, Iran, and North Korea. We're, we're basically surrounded by our adversaries. They're like wolves waiting to pounce. They know how weak we are. Well, maybe you didn't hear. Larry Clayman, the reports are tonight on CNN that Biden looked Putin right in the eye. In this two-hour phone call today, he looked him right in the eye and said, don't you dare cross over into Ukraine. <laughs> you know, he's like oh, yeah. Barney Fife saying, stop or I'll say stop again. Right? I mean, <laughs> this right. we're supposed to feel, feel like funny. there's some strength. I mean, he's a, he, we're laughing stocks around the world at this point from a national security perspective. And, but even worse, um, we've, we, we're, we're more, our lives are more threatened right now, I think, from walking outside our doors than even we are from from the enemies of state around the world like Iran that's five seconds away from having a nuke and coming off of decades of them saying their goal is to wipe Israel and the United States off the map. I mean, these are very perilous.
scandalous times. I think in California, getting back to this whole crime wave, it is planned. It is organized by design. That's what this no bail crap is all about. There's the judge and we need to, I don't know, may, there's the, the DA with this no bail and that judge who put Daryl Brooks, who who that same day or, or the day before Daryl Brooks mows down Jews and Americans at, at a holiday parade, um, he had right, tried to run his girlfriend over and they put him out on the street. That was an act of domestic terrorism. And the, and the left is putting out all these articles, Larry Clayman, that, oh, he just feels like he's getting inhumane treatment while he's in jail. So now we've got, and we've got out here in California, I think I heard that there's somebody in, in L.A., might be the L.A. district attorney, that's wanting to to get murderers released from jail because they're black because of the incarceration rates are unequal well if the black people are doing the majority of the murders then we should have a greater percentage of black people in jail now it's by design that they want them released isn't it no absolutely and that's why sheriff joe and our pile and i formed america's sheriff you know we're pursuing legal actions we're also educating the american people they need to arm up we need to use the second amendment we need to be able to carry I mean, you don't start something, you know, you use it in self-defense, but if someone starts it with you, just like Kyle Rittenhouse, you finish it. And that they're not going to learn until actually they feel the pain. And that's exactly what we have to do. We need to obviously support our police. Uh, they've hired some new police here in Beverly Hills, where I am today, and uh, to promote what they're doing and, and to tell people that this is a necessary thing that we have to have, but we also need to defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. And at, at this point, it's every man for himself, literally every man and woman for himself to be right. politically correct. Yeah, absolutely. And they want us to not be able to defend our, ourselves. And I've said this many, many times after the Aurora, Colorado shooting of which they immediately rushed out to say that this guy was, you know, a Tea Party dude when when he wasn't. Um, the the Democrats in the state of Colorado were telling women because it was a, a, a gun free zone. So, of course, where's a bad guy with a gun going to go to a gun free zone? So when people were pointing it out, the Democrats were saying that women needed to use their bodily fluids, Larry Clayman, to defend themselves against a, a, a rapist or a murderer. I mean, the, you know, the, this has been this concept of uh, creating a, 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 a United States uh, where we've got we've got criminals able to ra- wage all kinds of acts of violence against us. And with us having the ability to defend ourselves is something they've been wanting to get in the works what? Uh, for a while. Well, soul sister, as Ronald Reagan used to say, without the soul sister part, is that this is why you and I participated in our Third Continental Congress. Mm-hmm. We need a new government. Uh, yeah. You've got an evil Democrat Party, which is literally inhabited by the devil. You've got Republicans who have become a money-raising, racketeering enterprise just to get themselves reelected. You watch them on Fox News. They're all smiling. They're happy. Yeah. They're happy about what's going on because they think this is going to return them to power. But what happened when they have power? They didn't reform Obamacare. They didn't balance the budget. They knew what was going to happen in Afghanistan, and they let it happen because they get national security briefings. And you get these people coming on TV like Tom Cotton or, or Jim Jacobs, uh, you know, with, with his sleeves rolled up like he's the, the wrestling coach at Ohio State. He ought to go back. That's where he belongs. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Kevin McCarthy who's living with Frank Luntz. That's what he spends his time doing in, in Washington, D.C. We need a new government and we need new political parties. And I say let's form one and offer the American people a choice. You want to go with these guys? Go ahead. You want to go with us? We're going another direction. Can I hold you over for another segment? 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's pick up this conversation on the other side because you're absolutely right. 80 Republicans, Larry Clayman, voted to approve a federal database for shots. That's 80 Republicans. 19 senators um, went along uh, with this uh, big spending uh, bill uh, that is uh, uh, the infrastructure bill that has nothing to do with infrastructure and everything to do with just tyranny over our lives. So the Republican Party is as much, if not a greater problem than the Democrats right now. So we're going to take a little break and Larry will stay with us on the other side. And we're going to talk solutions to this. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Yeah, that's me, AK, dynamite in a dress. Right now I'm dynamite in some jeggings. Going to get home and eat me some pasta tonight, even though it's Taco Tuesday. Um... Continuing my discussion with Larry Clayman, and I did participate in the Third Continental Congress. We got to have solutions, and and one of and the solution cannot be we're going to continue to uh, you know put our trust in the same leaders that continue to fail us over and over and over again. We've got millions of uh, illegals flooding in across our country, our southern border. They've just imported over a hundred thousand. Uh, Taliban sympathetic, if not Taliban terrorists themselves, coming in. Um, we've got economic destruction happening here, inflation that is not going to ease anytime soon, certainly not with the continued spending. It may be too late to come up with solutions. Um, but Larry Clayman, let's continue this discussion. Before before you get to explain the Third Continental Congress, I'm sure you've heard that today a U.S. judge blocks Biden's um, shot mandates for federal contractors. Um, good news, but, you know, it's not they're not going to end. They're not going to stop trying to trying to force this on us, are they? Well, that came out of Georgia. The case is not going to go up to the 11th Circuit, which is a very leftist circuit. And even the Republican appointed judges there are not the best. It's probably the worst circuit in the United States, short of the D.C. Circuit. So you can expect that to be overturned at the 11th Circuit. We need new leaders. We need people like Ronald Reagan. We need new political parties. I'm forming a a new one, not part of Freedom Watch or americasheriff.org, but new American Independence Party. We need competition, as we talked about. Uh, we need to put up uh, some some fine-tuning to our Constitution and, and also our Bill of Rights, which is included. For instance, we need to take immunity away from government officials and judges. Yes. Judges giving it to themselves, which, you know, it's not even in the Constitution or in any statute. We need to you know, impose a right to life in the Constitution to make that clear, to get rid of that issue. We need to elect judges rather than, you know, point them through political campaign contributions and other forms of bribery. I think we ought to incorporate the Ten Commandments into the into the Constitution to make it clear that this is the basis of our legal system. You know, I can go on and on. We have these proposals up on our website at freedomwatchusa.org. And Andrea, you know, I need your help. And, and frankly, if we can organize all the talk radio hosts out there of, of similar ilk, no one's as courageous as you are, but there are others almost. And we can get the word out to the American people that they don't have to take it anymore and that we have the ability to form a new government. And I believe the police and the military will support it. Well, let's talk about, Yeah, I've been wanting us since we first talked about this, every time I have you on, we run out of time. 
let's get into the logistics because I think people like the idea. They're just not sure how it would work. So every there's not a square inch in the United States right now that is not under, you know, local, you know, government control, state control, federal control. How do we, if we're going to form a new government, where would we do that? And how do we get that government going in the middle of, um, laws and rules and policies in, that are already enacted in that area? We offer an alternative. We lay out our plan. We say, here it is. Uh, we go to a state. We don't have to obviously do it in Washington, D.C. Let them stay there. Let them commit crimes against each other, the Democrats and Republicans. Uh, this is what our founding fathers did. And, and in our second Amendment, we have a right not just to defend ourselves with arms, but a right to commission militias. And as long as we're peaceful, as long as we are not provocative, we can defend ourselves if we're moved upon. We have a right to enlist the people in militias to protect us. And I believe the military will. You know, just about three months ago, over 140 admirals and generals sent a letter to Biden telling him he better shape up or ship out that are not going to let this country go communist. And the same thing can apply to the, to the Republicans as well. You see these clowns come on TV, like Tom Cotton. He looks like a giraffe that's eating leaves. Okay? Yeah, he's terrible. And, and he I don't know why these- everybody praises that guy so much. Or Jim Jordan. Because, you know, oh, oh, Republican voters and conservatives are so desperate for some kind of action, and they mistake some uh, talking point or some soundbite as action. And I've been saying this for years, going to back to that fool, like Trey Gowdy, that I cannot stand to even see him on TV. Uh, with all their phony, you know, committee hearings, right? Um, we, oh, yeah. Well, I represented the families of Extortion 17, the largest loss of life in the Afghan war. Uh, the, the parents have never been told what happened. It was covered up by the Obama administration. Trey Gowdy didn't even have the decency to come to the hearing. And he's the one that deep-sixed the Benghazi investigation. Yes. He was running it. Yeah. You know, he was in it for himself. He was in it for money. And of course, he left for that purpose as well. Now they're all commentators on Fox News. So this is, you know, and Chafe, it's the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, the American people, we do have a right. Let's offer the alternative. Let's lay it out for them. Kind of like Newt Gingrich is. Of course, I don't like Newt Gingrich terribly much either. He's a hypocrite. But when he laid out the contract on America and people could understand what it was, they, they went the way of the Republicans at that time. Of course, Newt never implemented any of it, no. which is typical Republican. So we got to start the dialogue and we got to do it quickly. And I, I believe that the military and the police will support us. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I think that what I'd like to see is us come up with an implementation, some type of inf- implementation plan. Um, it's great to have concept and say, you know, um, here, here's what we would do and here's the idea. Let's get an impl- implementation plan going in terms of, uh, of uh, how we make it happen. And um, well, I, I agree. And we need to have follow up sessions. We can do it by Zoom. We can do it in person. This uh, Omicron variant apparently is not as bad as people thought it was. It's it's basically been oversold to scare people. We can get together and we can do it. And I'd like the American people to join us. And I would like to get the word out with radio talk show hosts throughout the country because it's the only place you can talk freely and clearly anymore. Everything else is regulated or subject to censorship. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And start to get the American people to understand this is what our founding fathers did. 
Right. And, and and people think it's people think it's crazy, but it, it's not it can't be any crazier than, you know, continuing to, you know, give money to the Republican Party to keep Mitch McConnell and there ain't doing a dang thing. Right. Or, you know, well, 80 you, House Republicans right. voting for a database. What do you think this database is about? The, why do you think they're trying to shove people into, into getting these shots like five year olds who don't get it or don't give it? Because once they can get you forced into the co- collective and get you forced into the system, they will have complete control over every move in your life from your ability well, we to, 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 to work, to buy groceries. Um, to you know, your children to go to school. That that is, and Ronald Reagan said back in '64, the way that they will get, he said, socialism is communism. The way that will get it over on the American people is through the healthcare system. And here it is. And we and the Republican Party has done absolutely nothing. And I don't even think DeSantis has gone as far as he could have in the state of of California. He initially went along with the lockdowns and the shutdowns too. And I said at the beginning, we you know to to, to do what to stop instead of you know. 500,000 people dying. Um, we're going to have 450,000. I mean, you know, the, the idea, the American, the idea that Republicans and conservatives bought into the notion that you're going to have a $3 trillion economy shut down and give up control of your life because that would, for the government to keep you from catching a cold or a virus is insane. But the American people went there. And so I don't know how many people that we've got that would be willing to go along with a new government. But you know what? If we ended up with a little portion of other people have been saying, I'm brainstorming out loud, but I had people here saying, at what point do we just separate the the country into red versus blue? Um, That's not enough. Because there's too many no, Republicans that are over, that are okay with the centralized system of power. They're okay with a lot idea. that's gone on. Look, for the first time in modern American history, the American people are seeing the effects of a corrupt government, all three branches, up close and personal. When, you know, they can't send their kids to school without fear that they're going to be indoctrinated in some perverted concept of life. When, you know, the price of gasoline soon in California and elsewhere will be over $7 a gallon and climbing. When inflation is huge and they can't afford groceries at the store. When they're being attacked crime-wise. When people are running across the border and you're down in San Diego, you know, right on the border where people are coming across with disease and human traffickers and everything else, they now are beginning to understand that we don't have a government that represents us. And, you know, as I've said many times, Andrew, what did the Declaration of Independence say? When in the course of human events, I'm paraphrasing, the sovereign, the rulers, no longer represent the people under the laws of nature and nature's God, not the law of the king, not the law of the state, but nature and nature's God. They have a right to alter or abolish that government and to form a new government by and for the people with equal rights for everyone. We are not going to move against the government that exists right now, but we're going to create an alternative. And if they move against us, then we will use our rights of self-defense like Kyle Rittenhouse. We will use our ability to fight back, but we're not going to be violent. But if they want to start it, we'll finish it. And I believe that the American people are are getting into that mood and they're waking up finally. Well, yeah, they're starting. 
excuse me for interrupting before we run out of time. They're waking up and they're pushing back. That's what all these parents are when they're going to these school board meetings. But you know what? What happened in Loudoun County where this woman goes up there and she's found in the library pornographic content for fourth graders that showed fourth grade boys performing oral sex on adult men. It's not even just about pushing transgenderism on kids anymore. This is about this is about pushing pedophilia on children. We've got this Ghislaine Maxwell trial going on right now where they've got 20-something thousand images. How many government officials went down to on the Lolita Express, right? And by the way, um, I really think that the reason why Alec Baldwin took down his Twitter account is because his name shop popped up in the in the uh, at the Epstein Little Black book. Um, but there's also, you know, if you care about it, and, and by the way, the, the Loudoun County Library put those books back. So, you know, that is going to continue to grow and happen. The sexualizing of children and grooming them to have sex with adults will continue in this country. And so if I mean, how many how what what else do people need? Larry Clayman, before they realize that we have no representation in this entire country, there may be little pockets of red here and there. But overall, we don't really have any representation and we, we are full on down the road. Yeah, we need to give them an alternative. Look at Charles de Gaulle when the Nazis took over France, went to London. They set up an alternative government and then he came back and, and reestablished France. We need to do the same thing right now. If we have to go to Wyoming or Montana or whatever, you know, and fortify ourselves. Let's you know, Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you know, know what? I, I gotta, I gotta. Through Atlas Shrugged. All right. Before we have you back, I gotta, you gotta be thinking about someplace besides Montana, man. I mean, I grew up in the South. It's gotta be warm and preferably, okay. preferably <laughs> with the beach. Okay. Right, so well, we'll, we'll, we'll take over Florida. Okay? We'll invite <laughs> DeSantis to join us. <laughs> All right. Well, Larry, uh, we're going to have you back. I, I I think you need to come on every week. We've got to continue to get this, to. keep this conversation going. FreedomWatchUSA.org. FreedomWatchUSA.org and, and read my book, read my lips. It takes a revolution. Absolutely. Thank you for being here, my dear friend. You too. So All right. Stay tuned. We got a, a couple other little. Uh, we got some good news coming out uh, of DC today. Might as well share that with you. Uh, you know, one calm me down. Lots more to go out of the uh, Biden administration. Stay tuned. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. couple more minutes here on the AK Show tonight. Um, so a while back, we talked to you guys about this nominee of uh, President Biden, uh, Soleil Amarova, her nomination uh, to the Office of the Comptroller of Currency and what her and her communist ideology. So she has withdrawn her nomination, which is excellent news. Um, but it, it should be eye opening to you guys as to what if, if you haven't been really aware of the communist agenda that's going on here and it is communist and there's not enough conservatives and media willing to say that the Democrat Party and our U.S. government is being run by communists. The plan for, that this woman had that she was going to put in place the head of our currency was that you would no longer have a private bank account that your account would be in, a, in a, the federal government's control and all of your money would be under control and that the federal government would have kind of a shadow Wall Street and that they would have people from the federal government sitting on the board of directors of every publicly held company. This was basically going to be, the plan was going to be a full communist takeover of our entire banking and Wall Street systems. 
This woman came straight out of Russia. She had written uh, she had written um, a, a paper uh, extolling Marxism and Karl Marx and what his plan was. And she wiped it uh, from her resume. And when she was asked, she was supposed to bring it to the hearing and she refused to bring it. And, you know, claimed that she had lost it somehow. And um, basically it was a disaster. She was called out for, for who she really was. The fact that the Biden administration put this woman up to head our currency tells you what their plan is. The fact that she's gone doesn't mean the plan is gone. This was going to be a complete takeover of our, of our banking system. And this is coming at the same time that their plan was, and, and still the plan is, for the IRS to begin delving into and banks be reporting all activity and all transactions for anybody with a bank account with more than $600 in its balance. Which is just about everybody. It's everybody. It's everybody. It's also why if you're going to more and more stores to where they, they're not taking cash, this is also the move to a cashless society, which is a part of what it, it's all a part of the plan too with COVID to control us, to push us into the collective to where what, what do you have to do in order to, you know, prove that you've gotten the shots is you got to have the passport, right? And everybody's going to have it on their phone. Um, so to push us into the technocracy world to where our lives are being controlled by the government and and it's um and it's syst- and it's electronic system that's the plan for your money and everything you're talking about right here Andrea this is why we have to push back this is why we have to push back uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted out today that over 6,000 citizens, I think it was in I can't remember which scan in Scandinavia I don't remember which country might have been Sweden over 6,000 citizens have had a chip implanted in their hand, which includes their shot status and their medical records. It, this is not the mark of the beast, but it is laying the groundwork for it. It absolutely is. And one of the most disturbing things that have happened in the last year is the churches and the pastors and the preachers that all caved. Yeah, their capitulation speaks volumes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they did not see the end game here. This was never about anybody's health. It was never about anything but seizing control of our lives. And then not just seizing control of our lives, our businesses. If you're a property owner and you had a renter, um, getting in there and being, being able to take over your contracts. That you as a private citizen, and as a property owner, you entered into a contract with somebody to pay you X amount a month. And now the government can just come in and tell you to completely seize control over your business. Um, seize control over your property that you own. It, it, and you think that they're going to stop there if you've got a condo you're renting out? They can come in and seize control over your cars, your automobiles. There's no aspect of your life that they're not in the process of centralizing power over it. And we don't have a Republican Party that's doing anything to push it back. Yeah, they were going to do a resolution against the mandates, um, you know, which, you know, Biden has says he's going to veto. What's a re- re- resolution anyway? It's nothing. It has no teeth. There should have been no Republican anywhere in, in any level of office that should have ever gone along with a shutdown, a lockdown, a quarantine, a mask mandate, a shot mandate. I don't care if you believe that these shots are the greatest thing that, ever, that are, that are going to give you immortality and you're going to live forever. It should have never been, been a part of that's happening now because the Republican Party and churches and preachers and pastors all went along with this compliance from the get-go. And, and this is also a part of the replacement of God with state. I know very few churches that stood up and stayed open during the lockdown. Some of them did. Some of them faced fines, and God bless them. But unfortunately, a lot of them, as I said, capitulated. Yeah, they did. And, you know, and, and because of why? Because it was easy. 
because it was easy and you know and and uh, and they know that most of the country uh even conservatives are 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 you know i mean the churches we've ex- we've already gone so far left in society right i mean you know we the, you know churches have long since uh, gotten to where they're in, in many cases across the country. The, these are the same the same churches that went along with this are probably the same churches that you know are are have also gone far left in terms of that you know the Bible's about love and they're not sticking to biblical truths, right? And why? Because they want to grow their congregation and take yeah, in money. Those are the ones that don't talk about hell, right? Oh yeah, exactly. It's all about prosperity doctrine, right? And that's one reason why somebody pointed out earlier, do we even really see Christmas going on in our society right now like we used to? Right? We're not. Join us tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. It'll be hump day. Love you all. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.